Where do you truly feel like you belong as a woman in business? In a world where we join all the online programs and Facebook groups and networking organizations, where do you feel like you've not only joined something, but you truly belong to something? When you belong, you come as you are, shoulders down, heart open, you are accepted as 100% yourself. This is what I'm thinking about as I'm building out the CEO collective and why I'm loving these conversations about what it means to truly lead a community. Today, I want to explore the difference between joining and belonging and how we use this insight to feel like we truly belong to communities we join and how to help others feel like they truly belong to the communities that we lead. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me every week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. As we dive into this episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you for going on this journey and having a real deep conversation with me over the last few episodes about what it truly means to have a community, build that support system for yourself, people who have your back. I've shared my own story about how my mom's accident dramatically changed the trajectory of our life and why it is a huge driving force behind the work that I do. I brought on Megan Ford to share about her incident dealing with a cyber bully, an online bully, and how she leaned into her community, her support system that she's been building to navigate that really tough year. And the story from last week with Mindy Totten about how her community really helped her navigate grief with the sudden loss of her brother last year. And I know it can feel like we're talking about very heavy things right now, but I truly have found over and over again that you find out who your true friends are when stuff gets hard. You find out out who your true support system is when things get hard. When things are easy, when things are going well, everybody feels like, yes, they're a great support for you, but it truly is when we go through those tough times that we see what our support system truly looks like. So I pray that you never have to go through these types of, you know, traumatic incidents like a bullying incident or a significant injury or illness or loss. But as entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs who are in this transformational space, as I know many of you are, we have to be thinking about what do we stand for and what types of communities are we truly building? I was sitting down for lunch with one of my clients and a local friend, and we were talking about the difference between communities that we have joined and communities where we truly felt like we belonged. All of us have joined communities at some point. All of us have signed up for an event or attended a workshop or gone to some networking thing and walked away without that deep feeling of 
connection. But we've also experienced those communities where people reach out to see how you are. The communities where if when you don't show up or it seems like something's off, people connect and they reach out and they actually care. And we started this conversation around how do you create that? Because this does not happen by default. Creating that level of community and connection, it does not happen by default. It happens by design. It happens intentionally. So how do we truly feel like we belong to the communities that we join? And how do we help others truly feel like they belong to the communities that we lead? So I want to start by talking about joining That is the first step here to becoming a part of a community, right? You have to join the community. You actually have to get in your car and go somewhere, or you actually have to show up for the call. You actually have to raise your hand in some way to take that first step. It's a very transactional step in most cases. So if you think about this in the business sense, the easiest example that comes to me that I think everyone can resonate with, we've probably all gone through this, is a traditional gym. And I'll just put the disclaimer, I'm not talking about every gym on the planet. I'm just talking about most gyms that we've all experienced, um, the ones that people hate to deal with, because a lot of effort goes into getting us to join the gym, right? There is so much marketing and promotion and sales pushing us to walk through the door and to sign that contract. The entire industry is built knowing that people will get just motivated enough to join, but then not actually show up. And so their focus is purely transactional. The effort is put on the front end, on the marketing, the sales, the getting people to show up. And then the contract is designed to get people to stay But there is no real customer experience for a lot of these gyms that helps people to get the results that they're looking for. So instead of using customer experience to get people to results, which would also lead to retention and people sticking around and giving rave reviews and feeling like they belong to the gym, instead, most gyms are purely using a contract to get you to continue giving them money. So it's very much a transactional relationship, right? Their focus is using the contract to get you to stick. And this plays out in the entrepreneurial space as well. There is a huge transactional focus put into the relationship upfront, into getting people through the proverbial door, into the marketing and sales and the launching of online courses, of memberships, of group programs. And all of the effort is put on the front end. There's a ton of time and effort and yes, money put into getting the sale and to getting somebody to spend money on these things. But there is a lack of the systems, the structure, and support required to deliver a transformational customer experience. And this, in turn, is leading to extremely low completion rates, participation rates, and high failed payment rates, high refund rates, as high as 10 to 15% of sales. And I'm not going to name names 
But there are a lot, a lot, a lot of very well-known online courses and group programs, especially in this entrepreneurial space, that are selling to thousands and even tens of thousands of people going through a program at a single time. They're going through an online course at the exact same time. And while those online courses have some customer experience built in. So what I mean by that is they'll usually have, you know, an automated email onboarding. They'll tell you when a module is available or when the call is. They might have six to eight live calls during the length that they're teaching this course. There are thousands of people in the course and to answer all of their questions is nearly impossible. They don't often have the infrastructure in place behind the scenes to truly provide a level of experience that is required in order to get the results for each individual human going through the program. The customer experience is built around the question, how is this scalable? And if it's not seen as scalable, not seen as something they can automate or they can default to blanket responses for most questions, then they don't worry about it, right? Their focus is purely on scaling and it's like the gym. Their focus is on the transaction, not on the transformation. So if the focus is purely on getting people to join, just FYI, if that's who you're modeling, expect low retention, expect less than stellar results, expect that it will be hard to get those rave reviews and referrals and repeat business. Just FYI. So I'm not saying this to rant at anybody. I'm just giving some commentary and some, you know, observation on what I am seeing playing out in the industry. And the challenge here is when people start to feel like they are a number on your spreadsheet, and all they start to hear about is how big your launch was, then they stop really being that excited about what you have to offer. Because it's clear that those people are truly prioritizing profits over people. They're truly focused on how big their launch is, how much they can scale their business over making sure that each and every one of the people who join their program or maybe each and every one is, you know, you can't uh, satisfy 100% of people, but the vast majority of people feel like they truly got value and truly feel like they didn't just join something, they belong to something. So let's now talk about what it means to belong. Belonging is above and beyond joining, right? When you feel like you belong, there is a deep sense of connection, you not only feel like you can show up and be vulnerable and be accepted 100% for who you are, but when you belong, people know when you aren't there. People miss you when you aren't there and they get concerned, right? This to me is one of the first litmus tested for if a community is a true community or if it's not. If people say, oh, I missed you at this event, or I wish you would have attended this. That tells me there's a sense of belonging to this community. But if they had no idea, 
that's not really a community, right? So Brene Brown has been a huge leader here in understanding what this sense of belonging means and what goes into creating that sense of belonging. We all start with the desire to belong and hopefully the feeling of belonging to our very first community, our family, right? These are the people who we are around all the time and they notice, hopefully (laughs) for us, they notice if something is wrong. They notice if something isn't going right. And then when we go to school and we start to build relationships there, we feel that sense of community. That's where we first start getting this feeling outside of our family of community is usually in school, or maybe for you, it was in church or synagogue or another religious community that you're a part of or another um, local community you're a part of. And then as we grow up and we are out in the world on our own, we have to find our own communities, right? We're no longer in the communities that our families introduced us to, or our schools introduced us to, or our churches introduced us to. Now we are finding community through our careers, through our jobs, and our colleagues become our friends because we are showing up each and every day and it's natural that we're going to build relationships with those people. So if you think about all of the places where you truly feel like you belong, that sense of belonging is developed by consistent interaction with that community of group showing up and actually building those relationships. That's how this starts. That's the beginning of a true community. And creating a sense of belonging doesn't happen by default. It it might have happened by default maybe in our families or in our schools just because we are there with them each and every day. But as we become adults, We have to be intentional in this journey to find and create this sense of belonging for ourselves outside of our immediate families or the kids we went to elementary school with, right? So how this ties in is when you're thinking from the lens of being an entrepreneur, you have to think through how do I create the sense of belonging? How do I help my clients feel truly seen and valued and not just like a number, It comes down to customer experience. Customer experience is built on how do we deliver a transformational experience that touches our clients in multiple ways, not physically touch, but you know what I mean, like reaches out and connects with our clients in multiple ways. How do we ensure that we're moving our clients along this path they're going through and truly supporting them so that they can see the result that they want. Now, this reminds me of an event that I attended with some other community builders here in Richmond, Virginia. You've heard me talk about um, Rebel, this amazing conference and community that one of my clients, Shannon Siriano Greenwood, started. And she hosted a panel discussion of community builders. Allie Greenberg, who's the founder of The Broad, my favorite co-working space here in Richmond, Virginia, was on the panel and she said some things that really resonated with me. So Allie shared that most people were joining The Broad, this beautiful co-working space. It's a social club and community and co-working space. They were joining because 
we are in this huge influx of freelancers, people working virtually, people working from home, entrepreneurs, and people were getting lonely. They were lonely working from home. They were lonely going to coffee shops. And what they really wanted was to develop friendships and a sense of community. So that's why they joined. But the biggest reason that they quit when they do the exit interviews, the biggest reason people quit was because they felt like they didn't find those connections or community. And then Allie dug a little bit deeper. She looked at the data. She looked at the data along with their feedback. And she found that what people said and what they did were at odds. Many of the people who quit didn't find those connections or community because often they weren't showing up. They took that first step in joining, but they didn't actually show up to attend the different events that the broad hosted. And if you check out the calendar, there are always different events happening. They didn't come to the co-working days. They didn't show up and engage with the community, right? And those who love the broad, those who do go to it all the time and continue their memberships, they are the ones who show up regularly, not only to work, but they're showing up for the yoga classes, they're showing up for the extra workshops, they're volunteering to lead workshops for the other people in the community, they're attending the little meetups, they're participating, they're fully engaging in the community. And that is how they are building the relationships. So she has taken that information and really used it to help design a customer experience to help people engage. So there's two sides to this, right? In order to create communities where people belong, we have to consider both the perspective of the participants and the perspective of the leadership, because it's not a one-way relationship. It has to be both sides. So if you're joining something as a participant, if you're joining something because you're looking for your community, you're looking for a result, you're looking for connection, just like getting success at the gym, you know, if you're joining the gym, you can't just sign up for a membership. You actually need to take the time to make a plan, You have to block out the time in your calendar and you have to take action to get the most out of what you have joined. You need to show up and you need to stay in the room. And I think about this with my relationship to the broad, which I'm a member of, and my relationship to rebel community, which I'm a member of. It would be so incredibly easy for me to just join these two things locally here and say, Okay, I joined them, but I'm not getting a ton out of them. But I have to truly ask myself, did I make a plan? Did I make the time? Did I take the action? And if I didn't do those things, then of course I'm not going to get the results I'm looking for. So a little tip, this is just something I do because for me, the biggest reason I joined those two groups, the local co-working space and my uh, rebel community here in Richmond is because I realized that while I have these amazing relationships with women who have become my business BFFs all around the world, all over the place, sometimes you just want to be able to say, hey, can you meet me for a cup of coffee? 
or find someone who you can do something with on a regular basis. I just didn't have that many women locally who got me, who understood what I was up to. And sometimes you just need in-person friends, right? So I sit down every single month during my CEO date and I look on the calendar and I plan out for the broad, what days am I going to go co-work at the broad? Because I know I can get certain types of work done there, like writing or planning. I can do that really easily there and still have some connection to people and, and interact. I love going on days where we have coffee and connection days where whoever's co-working comes together for a little coffee break and we read our daily astrology. It's really fun. So I plan some days in my calendar where I'm going to co-work. That's making time. I look at the calendar for what events are happening. And if there's a workshop I might be interested in, I go ahead and RSVP and get it on my calendar. And then I show up, right? You have to show up to get the most out of whatever you have joined. Same thing with Rebel Community. I look at the I look at the community calendar. I make a plan. I plug in the, the days of the different events. And I take action. I show up. I reach out to other members who... I'm starting to get to know more and I ask, hey, are you going to this? Do you want to meet up for dinner beforehand? Do you want to hang out this other time? And that has led to so many fun things outside of Rebel. It's led to me and Judy Fox taking our kids to Bush Gardens for the day, just the two of us and our kids. That was so much fun. It's led to um, going to Shannon Siriano's house for her annual family turkey trot the day of Thanksgiving with a bunch of Rebel members, just these different things that truly make you feel like you belong, like you have people who get you and and you can do life with and business with. It's really amazing. And I make sure that in both of those communities, I'm also engaging and giving back and sharing my own value. So I reach out and I say, hey, can I teach a workshop for you at the broad. And I'm teaching one at the beginning of March. I reach out to Rebel and Shannon knows I'm her pinch hitter. Anytime she needs somebody to speak on a panel or to lead a workshop, I'm happy to do that. And I probably teach one or two workshops a year for Rebel community and for the broad. It is one of the best decisions I've ever made to connect and engage and take the time to become a part of these communities. So if you're a participant, I really want you to take those things to heart. If you're joining anything, whether they're in person, they're local things, or online communities, if you're joining something, make a plan, make the time, and take action. If you're in an online community, don't just default to the minimum engagement that whoever is leading that community is offering. I always make sure if it's an online community, I'm reaching out and I'm saying, hey, I love what you're talking about. Can we have a quick little Zoom coffee chat? I reach out and connect with people. I get engaged with them outside of the Facebook group and actually get to know that other human. And that's where the value truly comes from. So I encourage you all to really think about that if you are engaging in other communities. Now, if you are leading a community, You have a huge responsibility. You can't just throw up a Facebook group and say it's a community. That is not a community. Again, for the people in the back, hosting a Facebook group does not equal having a community. You really need to think through the customer experience to help people engage with the community. You have to think through every touch point 
of what your clients are going through. You need to think through everything from the time they join until the time they end their relationship with that community. What does that communication look like? How are you onboarding people into that community to really let them know all the benefits, to really let them know all the features, to really let them know all the different things happening? How are you reminding them of things going on in the community? I can't tell you how many times, especially in the online space, I have been a part of something and they don't send out call reminders. And then they act like, who are these clients with their needy neediness needing call reminders? Yes, people need call reminders. We are busy. Send out call reminders. It's not that hard. You have to remember that people are busy and they have lives. And if you truly want them to engage, you have to give them lots of support. Because our default as humans, especially as adults, where it's not as easy to make friends, it's not as easy to come into these communities, especially if you're more introverted, we tend to lurk, we tend to hang back and not engage right up front because we want to watch and see how things unfold. So your job is to know that maybe, you know, 10%, 15% of your community is going to jump in and be engaging but the vast majority is not. You have to be the person encouraging them to engage. You have to bring this, the, you know, them out of their shell a little bit. And it's even harder online because in person, you can walk up to somebody who you can see hanging back and say, hey, I want to introduce you to so-and-so. I think you guys have a lot in common. You can help facilitate those connections and those introductions. But online, it's really hard to see those people hanging back if you're not paying attention. So taking the time to make sure that in your onboarding, you're getting to know the people in your community. One of the things we always do is we have a huge intake form where I'm getting to know people. And you better believe I am the type of person who, once you sign up for one of my programs, I am not only waiting for your introduction inside of our group, but I'm looking at your your intake form, I'm following you online, I'm friending you on Instagram, I'm watching your stories, I'm checking out your podcast, I'm reading your newsletter. I want to get to know you because when I can get to know you, I can then connect you with other people who I think are going to be so incredibly helpful for you on this journey. And when you can develop this level of caring and honestly just giving a shit about humans in your community who are hiring you, this is when it goes beyond just being a transaction, right? This is when it truly becomes transformational because you are taking the responsibility and being the leader who says, I'm going to make sure that every person not only feels welcome, but feels like we care about them, feels like we want to connect them with the people in the community. We really want them to feel that sense of belonging versus just a sense of joining. So I hope this is helpful for you all. And I'd love to hear what you think. Really, my biggest question, and I want you to respond to me, like head over to Instagram stories um, and DM me. Let me know because that's where I do a lot of engaging with you all. I want to know what makes you feel like you belong to a community? What are the things that happen that truly make you feel like you belong? Because I am always paying attention to 
what are the things that make me feel like I truly belong to something and using that to inform how I'm designing the customer experience for everything that I offer. But I'd love your perspective as well. So if you love this conversation, if you love today's episode, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at rachel.cook and let me know what makes you feel like you truly belong to the communities that make the biggest impact for you. For the latest episodes and full show notes, head over to rachelcook.com slash show. If you don't want to miss Promote Yourself to CEO and any future episodes, make sure that you are subscribed to the show. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Jameson Cook from JCC Podcast Production for producing and editing the show. Go check him out at jamesoncook.com to bring your podcast to life. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Promote Yourself to CEO. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.